0: Welcome to Speak Up with Rita Burke and Elton Brown.
1: It is such a delight to be here with two of the people that I feel so close to. Elton Brown, who is my co-interviewer, and Cathay Febrecy. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Cathay. She's a writer. She's a film and stage director and a playwright. And most important of all, here's my bias, a former Ebony Toastmaster member. Katya tells us that she has embraced her storytelling journey when she joined Ebony Toastmasters in 2014. And this allowed her to embrace her artistic self. She recalls some of the speeches that she wrote about her extra conjugal affair <laughs> with writing and her subsequent vows to poetry. After this, Katia says, I began spoken word performances, which I which kick-started my film making career. That is only a little bit about Katia, Cafe Febracy. Here we go. Tell us then about your experience as a Toastmaster. Please, Kathy.
2: Yes. Thank you very much, Rita. Thank you, Elton, for having me here today. It's uh, an absolute honor. I have very fond memories of Ebony Toastmasters. And when I joined at the time, it was... The reason why I joined is because I wanted to be able to mirror the excellence of Rita. I have to say this, being able to speak so eloquently, all word measured and to the point without saying and, and all these things. So Ebony Toastmasters allowed me to come out of my shell. Being, I, I define myself as an extroverted introvert which means that I have the bubbly personality I love to be around people but I also need to compose my thoughts on my own and I will say that it was challenging it was bold because in the group there were so many excellent speakers and it forced me to be competitive with myself To the point that I said, okay, I'm starting this program. I have to finish it entirely. No coming back and forth. And that was my goal, which I achieved. And the only reason why I did not pursue at the time is because I became too busy with work, with my creative work. That is truly
1: fascinating. I will let you know, Katia, that you are the first Toastmaster that I know, maybe there are other people, who finished your CC in just one year. You were focused, you were self-directed, you were motivated, you were inspired, and people were just watching you to see where on earth is she going with this. And the kind of projects you did were very high quality, they were not mediocre, even though you were just focused. I was always admiring what you were doing. So thank you. you know what I say to people about Toastmasters? And here's my bias again, and particularly about Ebony Toastmasters, is the people who join us, they don't come searching for stuff. That stuff is already inside of them. What Ebony does is it teases what's in there out. And there's no question about it, that when you join Ebony, that you came with talent, experience, knowledge, and we were able to help you to bring that out. Thank you so very
2: much. I will add, oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to add that one of the things I discovered in my new career, because actually I transitioned uh, into filmmaking and theater after uh, my year at Ebony, being a filmmaker means that I have to speak a lot about my work publicly and knowing when to how to organize and structure my ideas to talk about what gave me the idea how i went about it how i structured the story and so on and so forth i really relied on what i learned at ebony toastmasters to do you
0: are a tougher story of sorts because this podcast going to motivate many individuals that are looking for such guidance in terms of being able to speak in a way that people will listen and understand what they are uh, conveying you i noticed you had this one quote by nelson mandela Whatever the task, it always seems impossible until it's done. And how do you use that motivational quote in order to help you uh, succeed as a film producer?
2: First of all, it's, it's, on my, it's on my board. I have a board where I'm able to look at this quote every day. And also when I'm about to pull my hair out because the, the task at hand is, it seems colossal, feels like I'm not going to be able to get through it. Sometimes I, I want to kick myself and say, why did I agree to this? <laughs> it's never going <laughs> to be possible. And, and then I said, okay, the rationale behind me embracing this quote is because I think that if it's put before me, that means I can do it. And therefore, I just have to trust that I can do it, trust my process, be attentive to what I feel, and just go through the gutter and pull out what's good. And that is really my process. I'll tell you a little story. In earlier this year, a theater company uh, that I worked with last year, reached out to me and say, fantastic news. We have funding, we're going to be producing your play. And I was just like, yeah, 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 fantastic. And I got extremely busy. So we had a first meeting in May and I was to write the play during the summer, which was not possible. And we meet on the 1st of October, a check-in. How are things going with the play? Are you going to be able to deliver for the 15th of October? And I was just like, what? (laughs) I haven't written a word yet. And full disclaimer, this is why. And he said, oh, that's fantastic for you, but we need the play because we are moving into production right after that. And I'm talking about a full-length play, uh, 90 pages. So afterwards, so once we finished the call, I just, I paced for a good 10 minutes thinking, weighing my options. Okay, can I pull out of this? Can I, what excuse can I come up with? And nothing came. And, and I thought, okay, I, have, I can do this. Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks I have to write this project, this project that I need to pull out of my head. And I did. I wrote a 90 page play in two weeks and my fingers hurt in the end. I needed to to massage my hands and so on, but I did it. I was writing like a crazy woman. I was just on my computer writing. And it was also the first time that I was writing with so many characters. And I didn't believe I could do it. But one day, as I thought I got stuck, I just looked at my quote and I said, okay, whatever the task is, even though it seems impossible, it seems impossible until it's done. And I thought, yes, I will do it. And I did. That was a lengthy story, sorry. But that was just a testament to how I apply this quote into my work.
0: Can you tell me how did Toastmasters, your time with Toastmasters, how did that help you with this play that you basically had to whip up in a matter of days in order to move this production forward?
2: I, in my work, I have a leadership role. I'm a writer, but I'm also a director. So people look up to me to know what they have to do. So the most important skill set for me is to be able to communicate effectively in a way that speaks to them. So the way that I will speak to the set designer is not the same way that I will speak to the theater manager, to the production manager, and being able to relate to people at their level is the biggest skill that I've nurtured and carried with me for the past seven years. And I will continue to do. I
1: hear you loud and clear, Katia, that one of the wonderful attributes that I can pay to Toastmasters is the fact that it helps you to hone and sharpen your leadership skills, no doubt about that. I wanna segue a little bit to a documentary that I saw that you wrote and produced maybe about six years ago on farming in the Caribbean, if you remember something about that. I was one of the fortunate people that was able to see a private viewing. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Walk us through that a little bit, please. Excuse me, this was my second film and this is my most acclaimed film. It's won many awards. It's still running through the festival circus circuit. Its latest destination was Brazil. Unfortunately, because of the pandemic, I was not able to travel to Brazil. Went to London. It went to, it's, I have, it's being distributed in the United States. I think that the, this film will always have a special place in my heart because I wrote it, directed it edited, did everything on it with very little budget. And the one thing that I held onto that I can circle back to my Toastmasters experience, it's the story is at the heart of everything. And I'm still on a learning journey, but the one thing that I hold dear in my heart and the one skill set that I aim to sharpen all the time is my storytelling skills and this film was my sharing with the world how I can do and I'd like to believe that I've progressed since and I'm an even better storyteller now I think that people who join Toastmasters you said they already have something within them I will add that public speaking is the most terrifying thing that one has to do, but that's the one element that we cannot escape. We all have to speak publicly, whether it's for an interview, whether it's on the telephone, now it's via Zoom, whether it's in front of a crowd, we have to be able to speak in public. And I will say that I have been complimented on my delivery, on my overall delivery. And I owe this to the work that I've done with Toastmasters, with Ebony Toastmasters. I really, I am desperate to come back. My schedule is, it's really complicated, but that's my goal for 2022. One of my goals is to be able to do the book number two. And (laughs) I, I really want to do this, my work implies me or requires me to travel quite extensively. So sometimes it's not easy. And I don't want to start and come to one meeting and then not being able to come and so on and so forth. So that's why I haven't rejoined since the last meeting I attended. But I, I think, I, and I see that as an artist. When we talk about our work, we talk about what we do, people listen. And plus, I... Yes, I also co-host the podcast of the Directors Guild of Canada, of which I'm a member, and I see how important it is to be able to speak in a way that people will find relatable. So it's not about just speaking well, but it's about being approachable, relatable, breaking down the information in a simple manner that people will, will want to engage. And I've been doing that for a number of years. I want to continue. I want to sharpen my skills. I want to be the greatest orator I can be. And um, ultimately, it's up to me now to
0: commit to making the time. I want to say that you are always welcome to return to Ebony Toastmasters or any Toastmasters club. I'm sure that the meetings are held online use zoom anywhere on the planet wherever you are if you have a half an hour 45 minutes whatever you can always drop in participate in the meeting and then get back (laughs) and then get back to work we all the one thing about toastmasters is people come and go for different reasons Some people go after they've got whatever they needed from Toastmasters in order for them to move forward, whatever that means. And then when they need something else and they know they can find it within, quote unquote, the walls of Toastmasters, they come back. So it isn't something that is frowned upon. Oh my goodness, this person, was here. And now look at her. Look what the cat dragged in. It's not like that. The arms that welcomed you into Ebony Toastmasters are still there and they are waiting for you to return so that you now get the opportunity to participate in our 21st educational, 21st century educational system, which is Pathways. It's a new challenge, but I think you as a writer, film and stage director, playwright, I am sure that out of the 11 paths, one, maybe two of them will be perfect for what you are looking for. So now that I've got that plug out of the way, What do you do when you are not a mom, writer, film, stage director, and playwright?
2: Nowadays, I exercise a lot. I exercise. I have a group of friends. We do, we support each other through a virtual group and we do our workouts. Individually in our homes, we're all there at the same time. I, before it was cold, I, before it became cold, I used to jog quite a bit. So I stay active. I watch a lot of films as well. The one thing that I want to get back into this year is to read more. And this year, I would love to have a hobby. <laughs> one of hey. the things that I've always loved I I I I like to go to museums and art exhibitions and so on. And I think deep down somewhere, maybe in a previous life, I was a painter. I'd love to be able to start painting. My problem is that I don't like to get my fingers dirty. So that doesn't None help.
0: That.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I maybe drawing, I won't have to get my fingers dirty, but I want to do something that is, it will be artistic because that's in me but something unrelated. And recently I went to Halifax just before Christmas because I wanted to know more about the African-Canadian experience in, in Halifax in Nova Scotia. And I discovered some horrendous truths. And I was also appalled to see how practically inexistent the community was. So I want to go back and do further research, but I, I was still able to go to a couple of museums and, and places and, and become more acquainted with that reality. I, bought, I came back with some books. I'm going to read them. And one of them in particular, I'm interested in making the documentary. So I need to, I'm saying this, maybe that shouldn't even be on, that should be on right now. <laughs> 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 but yes, I, I went and sought inspiration, found inspiration, and I will continue. Katia, Cafe, Febresti.
1: I pause to say thank you for gracing us with your presence. I prize and honor the fact that you're a busy woman. You may be surprised to learn that I have learned a lot from you, particularly your determination, your motivation, your self inspiration. So, kudos to you for what you have done, what you are doing. And I know I don't even question this that for Katia, the sky is the limit. The sky is the limit. So, on behalf of Speaker, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for giving us your time today.
2: I want to thank you, Rita. I have a great deal of respect for you. You've always been somebody that I look up to. You've always been a great mentor, advisor, great friend. And i you're on my mind a lot. It's, I know now it's up to me to make the time. And as I'm hearing myself say that, I'm thinking, why haven't I done that? It was complicated the past semester, but now this is the beginning of the year. I should be able to have a bit more control over over my schedule and make decisions. I uh, thank you Elton for this fantastic conversation. I now remember our first encounter yeah. <laughs> and Ebony Toastmasters will always be in my heart. And I recall, I, I'm, I'm mentoring a, a couple of, and this, I, okay, so let me tell you this. I have a mentor, a mentee, sorry. I am mentoring an emerging filmmaker. And she came to me and said, I'm terrified of, of, of public speaking do you have any recommendation? And I said, I've got the thing for you. It's Ebony Toastmasters. And she came back the the following week and she said to me, I I just found out that they were online. And I said, what? They're online? Oh my God, I need to come back. (laughs) And that's how I came back to the meeting in December. But whenever I have the opportunity to, I talk about the great work that you did for me, that you allowed me to do on, on myself as well. And it's a very, it's a safe space. It's an environment that is nurturing. And I'm not just saying that, honestly. I have, like, I'm living, my, I'm living in my truth. And I still have my Toastmasters certificate that I look at and I'm thinking okay I have to get back because I have a very good friend who is oh she's an exceptional public speaker and that she said it all started with Toastmasters and she lives in Antigua now and that's back in the day when we were living in the Caribbean I contemplated and then we came to Toronto and joined so the adventure has to continue we've known each other for for a while this is, this is great stuff. This is great. stuff. This is great for everyone. So whether you you identify as a person of African descent or not, Ebony Toastmasters welcome, welcomes absolutely everyone. So don't be a stranger, people. Just come. And I look forward to joining again very soon. Now that I've said it, I have to do it. <laughs>
0: we're, we're going to hold you to it now.
1: Yes, please do. And you do have to be true to yourself.
2: Yes.
0: Thank you very much.
2: Thank you very much. Have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to Speak Up. To discover upcoming podcasts, please go to www.toastmaster6060.com. Under News and Events, look for the District 60 newsletter to locate the schedule.